I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome. So great to connect with you all. Wow, what a week we have um, been having and what a week is coming up. We're going to be diving into that today. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out, as always, to everyone in the Sacred Space of Empowerment Room, also known as the Chat Room. They really help ground the energy. Some of you guys are here every every week, um, every time that we air, and it just means so much to me. Um, they're also my co-pilots, like I said, co-hosts. And sound engineers, they let me know how the sound is, and also a lot of great insight and information um, in that chat room. Um, very creative um, beings in there, and very awake and very aware. So um, if you ever have questions, you can always put it in the chat, and I'll get to it, or you may get some good insight from someone in the chat as well. So um, that's if you wanted if you're in the chat listening that's great if you do want to ask questions or interact you just need to do a, a profile with Blog Talk Radio uh, email whatever some kind of name an icon or your picture that's all good in a good flow and um, I do answer questions from there also if you're listening by internet by the um, through desktop through that's great. If you want to listen by phone, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. And um, everybody's festive in the chat because they know who's coming on. A few minutes. It's Robert Wilkinson, futurist, spiritual astrologer, and author. Um, so, yeah, I won't be – I'll be diving into my readings for the first half of the show, and then uh, Robert comes on for Awakening Dialogue, and he's just amazing. If many of you know of him, if you don't know of him, worth the wait. Even if you um, get a reading from me, Robert is always a wealth of insight and information, and he's been doing this a long time. He's the founder, creator – and um, writer at AquariusPapers.com if you want to check him out. Um, call in number 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122, and press 1 on the keypad, 5122. Press 1 on your keypad, okay? And that gets you um, in the queue for a reading or just to say hi or whatever. Uh, yeah, who just put rude awakening? Yeah, we are in the rude awakening. Robert, yay. Hey, Dee Dee. Crystal Gretna, good to see you. 
Kayotes, Lar, hello, Nancy, Tammy, welcome. Welcome, all of you. Um, and those that are just joining the chat, welcome, welcome. All right, again, call in number 347 539 5122 and press one on your keypad if you want to get on air. Because we have a lot of people that listen by phone. Um, of course, you can catch the archives on all the uh, popular podcast, popular and unpopular podcast platforms. I mean, sometimes I've been on the internet and I'm like, what is this podcast platform? You know, that, that's the beauty of, um, what is it, the spiders, the crawling, they aggregate and assimilate uh, content on the web. So I uh, want to get into a couple of things um, with you all. This weekend I have a uh, healing workshop. Uh, it's really going to be it's a combination of a workshop and a deep healing session for higher frequency heart alignment. Um, preparing for the energies of August. If you've been watching my YouTube videos, I've been kind of prepping for August and beyond August towards the end of the year. Um, also in my soulplayground.com uh, blog, I've um, been giving more and more of a heads up. We've got some really, um, oh, yeah, just some, again, kind of a repeat of last year in a different, in a similar and also different way. So we, we've got some things that are coming up um, that I'm really invested in helping people through, and um, myself included. <laughs> I have to listen to my own inner guidance and from my guides, you know, higher self and my guides in the spiritual hierarchy and the oversouls. Um, so many of you know this, and I'll probably publish this more. It's on. It's in my Patreon. Those of you that are part of the Patreon Soul Path community have seen um, some of my predictions from 2016. Uh, where I literally, and, and I, again, I told certain clients and I told uh, definitely my team that I work with and um, some people in some workshops um, predicted what is exactly happening with the pandemic and everything, you know, from the protest, everything, everything that happened to a T, to a T. And I had four days of visions of this in 2016 as a prep. Um, but I know when things like this happen, it's there. there's always this, you know, greater reason, reasoning, actually. Um, because I always thought when I got messages from my guys about how there would be this global international transition and this quantum leap into this into the new paradigm, I always wondered how the heck is it going to start? I mean, you know what I mean? What can happen to get everybody to, you know, Rude, we're in the rude awakening. We've been in the rude awakening for a few years now. It's getting more. It's going to get ruder and ruder. Let's just put it that way. And not for everyone. I mean, you know, it's like if I stop at the yellow light because I have a vibe about something, then I don't, you know, go through the red and hit the car, right? So, a lot of you have already been getting the heads up, and you and you've been acclimating, and so. It's not so rude for you. It's not so, you know, it could be a little jarring. There's some things, but you're like, oh, I've got my spiritual principles, my practice. Oh, I better do more meditation, better connect more, you know, with um, groups. Oh, I better, get, you know, work more on my body, my immune system. You know, you're proactive in this, you know. And that's kind of like what wake-up calls are. It's like what areas do you need to look at in your life that 
um, are not as in alignment or in sync with the truth of who you are. And it's going to be different for everyone. You know, for some people, it's where are you hiding? Some people are, were so busy, over busy, not having to confront themselves. And so, you know, we've had this mass confronting, confrontation, inner and outer. But if you notice, it also aligned um, and was very complementary to all the ancestral work that many of us have been doing. General family, you know, origin work, generational transmission, um, inner work and deeper healing. So it all kind of fits together. Some of it not so pleasant, but, you know, that, that, that's part of the expression and experience of duality um, that we're all, you know, going through. But it is a time also of a lot of insight and inspiration. It's a time that you can really learn about this, these energies that are part of us, or we're part of the energies both, and understand, you know, really put to practice. That's what I look at. I go, look, this is no longer like it's so interesting to do spiritual work or healing work or, or you know, focus on your fulfillment, your dreams, your goals, your desires. That was kind of a luxury before. And now it's like, no, you really have to do it. Otherwise, you'll get washed to the side. And a lot of times people ask me, they're like, oh, well, why is it so important what I do or that I'm moving forward in my life or, you know, I've had these goals or these dreams and, you know, I'm not doing it, you know, or I don't need to do anything. I'm very comfortable or my husband works, my wife works, or, you know, I'm independently wealthy. You know, I don't really have to do it. I don't have to work. Well, Everything happens through us as us, the new emerging consciousness that we're opening up to and imbibing and embodying, we're embodying that. That's how change happens. It doesn't happen by a fairy godmother or somebody coming down from the sky with a proclamation. As we live differently, as we live less and less from wounding, as we live more authentically, that radiates out into the world. I cannot stress this enough. It radiates out into the world and through what do you want to call it, through the matrix. We're changing the matrix. We're in a you know, new blueprints. Um, but everything has a design. So it changes the design. It changes in thought forms. There's even, you know, there's so many studies on this. Um, Lynn McTaggart's intention studies, um, you know, the hundredth monkey, how do we change things? It's a zeitgeist. That's another, that's a German word for it. Something's in the air, just like fashion or trends. Why, why does a certain fashion, you know, trend take on? It's the same thing because there's some kind of tipping point. There's some kind of energetic tipping point. And then everybody's doing it. Everybody has it. So those of you that are feeling this soul call and this nudge, you really do matter. Because it's, it's about individuals living more authentically, living more inspired, living more connected to their soul, that it manifests through that energetic principle. We don't know how many people it is. There's no, there's no quantitative number. It's only qualitative. That tipping point, that critical mass is, is qualitative. Now, people can do research and go, oh, it seemed to happen at this number or that number, but the number is always changing. So even if your life is, you know, all together or whatever, you know, and, but if you're for sure listening to this program, then you have a mission. You have something 
to do or say or to put out there or a way to show up in the world that is much more fulfilling and it's to you and it's not selfish. It's you're radiating that out of the world. You're making it a possibility for one more person and one more child growing up, one more teenager, you know, um, giving permission to that 60, 70, 80 years old person that lived a certain life and said, you know, I never really did what I wanted to. Why should I now? And again, for seven generations. So really, really important um, because the soul is about creativity. It is the rule of the realm of dreams, visions, creativity, knowing that one is a creator being, creator cell activating. And that is the basis of the new paradigm. The new earth will be based on collaboration and creativity, creative expression. We will be living less and less by learning lessons that have to have pain or limitation. Yeah, exactly, right? It's possible to learn through joy, through creativity, through awareness, through insights. So, again, living less and less from the extremes of the polarity. You know, we see a lot of the extremes of the polarity being played out right now. But that's only a certain segment or population. And if you catch it kind of within yourself, you don't have, you get into that funnel, that that sweet spot in the center, right? So if you want to dive more into this kind of stuff, I am starting a a program. It's launching um, August, very soon, Uh, Soul-Centered Living, Living from the Higher Self and Connecting with the Soul, weekly support, daily weekly support. And we'll have uh, processing calls, meetups, courses, um, special teachers, uh, guests that come on. So if that's something that interests you, soul-centered living, um, you can email me about it or you can go to soulplayground.life and go to classes and courses. Uh, click that link and it'll take you. You can, you can read all about it. You can see if that's something that resonates. Um, again, this weekend, higher frequency heart alignment, that will be um, 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's Saturday, July 31st. That's this coming weekend. If that resonates for you, um, you can, again, go to soulplayground.life and go to courses and classes and click on the link. Um, and if you can't make it live, um, I have a lot of people that just get the recording, so you can do that as well. Um, you know, I'll see who has signed up and I will send you the recording or you can just email me at michelle at soulplayground.life. If you're interested also in soul-centered living, you can also email me at uh, michelle at soulplayground.life. I'll put you on the list. Or you can just go to uh, soulplayground.life as well. Um, Also, I want to mention YouTube and Patreon, Instagram, great ways to connect with me. I'd love to see you there. Again, for private and individual sessions, you can go to soulplayground.life. And I also do have um, ways that you can connect with me on MentorCam uh, for a quick question. Now, I, I have all these different platforms, you know, for different ways that people can connect with me. I want to make my insights, my guidance, my my training, expertise, wisdom, I want to make it available to all. So I have things at all different, all different levels price point from free gratis to you um, to, you know, obviously upper end if you want to do personal work with me or do a program or a private session. But don't want, I don't want money to be an issue for people. 
Um, so there is support on so many different levels and so many different ways for you. If I'm missing a way to be supportive, email me and let me know. <laughs> and also, I just want to say, again, for all things Awakenings, please email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. We do not check Facebook or Instagram or any, you know, there's just too much with social, you know, which I love connecting with social media, but I have to put a little limit on it. Um, yeah, so, if you know, if you want to connect, I've um, got a great producer. All of you know her, Sadie. She looks at everything. I didn't realize we get about 150 emails a day for requests to be on the program. So um, if she doesn't get back right away, that's why. <laughs> There's a lot of people. Um, but she does try to, you know, prioritize. Um, and also publishers, people that are listening, you don't need to send multiple emails. She's, she gets it. She sees them. She just, you know, we only have – there's only four to five Wednesdays a month. So I think two months out of the year, there's five. But, so be patient. But very, very open to your guest suggestions, topic suggestions, or if you have questions you want me to answer on air, please don't hesitate to email. She will prioritize those. She will forward them to me, and I collect them. And then, you know, actually a lot of what I'm sharing right now has been through email questions. Okay, we're going to get to callers, 347-539-5122, and also in the chat, Dee Dee, hello. Michelle, would you speak to the idea that folks are thinking about their sovereignty and rights and mind control, where science seems to want to support the human to be able to get through this? Sure, there is money involved in pharma, but and isn't this not valid in a way of working? Oh, really good. Yeah, and I talked about, you know, I really should sit down and go through the bullet points because I did a voice note when I got those um, visions. And I've had a lot of vision, 9-11, the Berlin Wall coming down. I mean, just other things, earthquakes, uh, a lot of things, a lot of different things that I've had. Um, a lot of it's individual or to soul alignment, but I have gotten visions about mass things that are happening or trends, which I have been talking about in private channeling sessions or workshops. Um, on and up mid-90s and then a lot in the mid-2000s. And some of it is actually on um, YouTube. Um, but most of it I just did in private channeling sessions where I, well, private, but group, you know, workshops, people, um, where I, I, I tuned in and, and, and as a trans channel or I was a conscious channel and got information to kind of give people the heads up. So I will say um, – because I've gotten this question a lot, especially in my Patreon um, group and then some of my private uh, workshops. I will answer anything in the workshop. I did not put all this out on YouTube. Okay, I could have been pretty fancy-smancy predicting all of this. Um, but I tested the waters. A lot of people didn't want to hear it because it was, it was frightening. I was kind of frightened. I had to talk to, you know, like Josie, Jen, some of you know Jennifer who works with me. Josie, my assistant, I'm like, I'm really, you know, this is real. This is going to be happening. You know, and I saw that the military and the vaccine and these vaccine papers, cards that would people, not cards yet, but, but here's what I got from the guides, and I'll, I will just share with you because a lot of people are asking me this, to vaccinate or not. I'm not because I'm not a vaccinator. That doesn't mean I won't at some point. I mean, 
if you think about it, vaccination, if you look at the term, it's not, the immunization doesn't help other people. You get vaccinated to, to press, hopefully protect yourself. Like if you go to someplace in the jungle and you get the malaria vaccine, that's not so you don't pass the malaria onto someone else. That's so you hopefully don't get it, or if you get it, you don't get it as bad, okay? That's what it's like the measles. Being vaccinated for the measles does not stop your friend or family member. Believe me, I had it in my family. <laughs> my, bro- my brother got mumps or measles, and I did not. So it doesn't stop you. You know, you getting vaccinated is not helping someone else not get the pers- illness or condition. That's not what a vaccine is, if you, if you, you know, look at the terminology. And if you remember back in the, from school when we had all these, you know, vaccinations. Um, with that said, I'm not, you know, the guides didn't say one way or the other to do it or not do it. They just said tr- have people trust their intuition. That's why for the, these past years I have really been pushing people to connect more to their intuition, and I do workshops and seminars on it and I you know I really talk about I really try to teach and even on this program how can you trust what's right for you and especially at this time where there's a lot of blurred information now what they did unfortunately share with me fortunately unfortunately is that it's not to vaccinate or not vaccinate it's to be able to have your choice because it is your body and it is not something that is um been FDA approved. But again, I'm not a big, okay, again, I don't get the flu shot. But two years ago, right before this pandemic, I did have the flu really, really badly. And then I had this, you know, interview that I was going to be interviewed on with a very, you know, well-known podcast. I'm like, I I went to the doctor, I got Tamiflu, which knocked it out like in, I don't know, two days. I was like, I couldn't believe it. The nurse is like, I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to be better? Am I? Oh, she's like, oh, trust me. This is Thursday. By Friday, you'll feel so much better. Saturday, Sunday, it'll be gone. And I'm like, whoa, that's amazing. And my friend tells me Tamiflu has, um, oh, what is it, Net, um, pine needles in it. It has this, um, so it actually has a, it has kind of a natural component. It has. S-H-I-K-I-M-I-C acid, which is also found in white pine and red pine needles, which is good for antiviral. Pine needles and white pine, red pine needles and white pine needles, which you can get the tea. So it has this schemic acid or whatever, schemic, whatever. Okay. So, yes, back to the question. So, what is unfortunately happening is, is just as Dee Dee's saying, it's more about our rights and being put into a system. And unfortunately, people that are not kind of paying attention, that are QR code swiping, I mean, there is a whole agenda. Someday, if you guys really want me to talk about this, I don't want to freak anybody out. Some of the things I've known for a very long time, since the 80s, they tried to initiate this um, agenda in the 80s, but it didn't work because people weren't as um, adaptive um, to uh, digital, the digital world and digital, um, you know, banking and things on the phone. 
The real rude awakening is going to happen when people wake up and go, oh, shoot, I really signed my life away. I can't access my funds or this is being taken out of my account um, or I can't travel because I have this much money in my account or I don't, or it's perceived to have enough. Um, so it's more about the tracking um, and the, the giving up, of, you know, it's an encroachment. Now, mind you, just saying that, the only thing that we can do is mitigate it, make it not as worse, because this agenda has been set in motion for a very, 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 very long time. And it's been trying to be initiated for a long time. But it, again, the timing wasn't, you know, right. So, you know, and I saw it, this is why kind of back in the day, and even some of them still don't, uh, very kind of more, um, what's the word I want to use? Certain sect of born-again Christians and Mormons did not even want to use, because they saw this coming. This has been predicted for a long time. I predicted it um, many, many, you know, many, many years ago. I saw it. I saw the visions of it, teachers of mine. Um, Again, certain sects of born-again Christian Mormons did not want even to use um, debit cards. They, the coding, you know, this has been predicted what will happen. And no, it's not 666, it has nothing to do with that. So there's an upside and there's a downside, you know. So at this point, all we can really do is mitigate, uh, you know, mitigate what's going on through our own awareness. And, you know, if you're doing something out of fear or because of fear of consequences, that's, that's going to come back on all of us. You know, and again, this is the, what, what we've set in motion is going to become more apparent in 2023 and 2024, and, and probably in a, in a more extreme way, 2024 to 2025. And I got to say, we have Robert coming on today. The astrology supports this. You know, as a channel, I got this information. Then I went and did the research astrologically, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Um, you're welcome, Dee Dee. Uh, oh, thank you, Laura. You like the mentor cam option? Um, how do we find the bullets content on YouTube, please? Which title or date? It's unlisted right now. Um, maybe I'll release some of them. See, one of the things that was happening is that people were getting censored. And, I mean, the information put it this way, kind of, it, 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 it stunned me when I received it, when I downloaded it, when I got, you know, saw the visions and then here, you know, years late, years later, here we are. This is why also two, three years ago, I started telling a lot of my clients, my private clients, you need to have an online component. You need to have three to five sources of income. You need to have, you need to diversify because yes, there is going to be constrictions with, with the money. Now I don't, I say this, not to scare people, because, hello, the neuroemergent consciousness is coming through as us. So these kinds of things are not meant to paralyze people. This is why there's certain guides out there. And I would say if the guides are out there or you're listening to people that are just um, spewing, you know, what's happening and what can go wrong, but not giving you solutions. So what are the solutions? Trust your intuition, get more creative, connect with people, 
have an online and offline support, at least online, that you can go to, that you could have checks and balances. Start those projects because all of this is happening to get us in a trajectory of a new, uh, you know, a new direction. It's just like when my guides told me <laughs> that Trump was getting in. Hillary, and I knew, because I knew some people politically, that Hillary Clinton was supposed to get in. It was a favor that was owed. Now, this is spirit kind of, you know, escalate things. Um, and about a month before the election, I'm in meditation, and I, they told me Trump is getting in, and he is uh, the, the, the one that Nostradamus was talking about. Any of you know the Nostradamus predictions? And I'm like, what? Why? And they said, is an accelerant. Now, does this mean, and by the way, do I, you know, I watched his show on NBC, The Apprentice, here and there. I'm not, not, not a fan of his, just because if you do the research, some of the things that he did in New York, um, again, especially people of color, not, you know, there, there is, and, you know, with his school, you know, shystering people out of money, um, you know, it, it just, you, if you do your research, it is that. But I'm neutral. It's like, okay, this is happening for a reason. And, and it doesn't matter about, you know, race, color, creed. It doesn't, that's what, pe- that, this is the thing that's going to snafu people. Because they think it's about a red thing or a blue thing. They think it's a Democrat thing. They think it's a Republican thing. This is the division. It's behind that. It doesn't matter if you're a, a labor person or a, a Tory or a conservative. The, the agenda, you know, the um, steering committee, if you will, the Bilderberg Group, whatever you want to call it, the cobble, whatever you want to call it, is a combination of, you know, of it all. There's different parts. They're Republican and Democrat. It doesn't matter. And that's, that's what we have to learn. And that's what this rude awakening is going to teach people like, oh, I should have trusted my gut. You know, my brother, one of my brothers had a very successful business. And he didn't do the due diligence. And I kept telling him he was he was this company wanted to work with him and invest in his company. He was doing really, really well. And he told tells me, oh, Michelle, it doesn't matter. Uh, the two owners, one's a, one's a Christian and, and one's a Mormon, and they're very religious. I, you know, they've even got me going to mass again, and we've gone. To, I've, I've stayed with them in Mexico, and I'm like, Chris, it doesn't matter. Uh, 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 uh. Oh no, no, I know they're they're really kind. Now, mind you, I'm not saying everybody's like. I have nothing against Mormon, nothing against Christian, born again Christian, nothing against any religion. My point is, my brother looked at the the surface. They ended up screwing him out of his whole business. Yeah, yeah. And then what did they say? That's business. You should have, we should have, you should have signed the contract. So we've got to not look at the surface of anyone, anyone. You've got to learn to trust your intuition, and you've got to look at what are the actions, what is the track record. You've got to do your research. And that is also that north node in Gemini, south node in Sagittarius. It's the, it's the Pluto, you know, in Capricorn. It, it's the Uranus in Taurus. It's the Neptune in Pi. Well, however you want to look at it, this is going to be the biggest lesson because we've been taught to trust authority. Oh, that's a policeman. I should trust them. Oh, that's a spiritual teacher. I should trust her. I should trust him. Oh, they have a lot of followers, so I can trust them. Oh, their book is on the bestseller list. And we blindly lead. And then you, you, we find out, oh, my God, they were a big this or that. 
you know, they were a big philanderer or adulteress, or they schemed all this. It, it's because we're, we're, we were trained in that way, because part of the separation is being separate from our own inner truth and our own inner connection, our own inner knowing. We put it outside ourselves. So that's the question you have to really pause and say, what, what's, what does this mean long term? Like I had to do this the other day. I, this parking spot, okay, this person was waiting, but I got in the right angle. I, I could have gone in there. I was, you know, I had things to do. I, had, I was doing stuff in between sessions. And I've seen people do it. Yeah, I could have gone into that parking spot and just said, oh, it's mine because I got in the angle. I got here first. But I saw them waiting. They were there before me. I had to let them have the parking place. So that's kind of where we're at. Where, who, who and what are you about? And what is your true resonance? What is, and that's going to determine your experience because the more aligned you are to your true resonance and coherence, the more you're going to have experiences that are much more aligned to your soul, big picture things, out of the extremes of the polarity. And we have to learn to kind of drop judgment. You know, it's going to be a mixture. You're going to perhaps find yourself sitting next to some people that you thought you would never be sitting next to or hanging out with or doing business with because on the surface they look so different from you. Maybe their religion is so different you know, their views, but yet there's a more of a resonance there because the, the, what really matters, the truth, the sovereignty, the rights is there. You know, I told someone the other day, look, I might be the yogi sitting next to a, a, a racist and <laughs> having breaking bread and, you know, I'm totally open. I'm like, you know, be saying, you know, don't do anything right now or oh, that's your opinion. What the heck? Why not? That's their opinion. So these labels and restriction, constriction of our mindset is going to be blown open. That's part of the root of way, is blown open. You never know who is actually going to be there to help you. And if we keep only looking at the surface labels, red and blue and this race and that race, and, and, and if we keep, that's all distraction, all, even aliens, all of that's distraction. It's all distraction to get to move you away from, hey, hmm, what am I about? I know I'm a spiritual being, so what do, how do I want to express that? What's really true for me? What's really right for me? What do I want to create? Oh, I have a hand in this new earth. I'm part of the new paradigm. Now, okay, how do I want to do this? How do I want my world to be for those that come after me? That's very Aquarian. We can no longer think just about ourselves. What am I leaving behind? And every choice we make daily puts that. It may be easy now. I mean, I go out with friends. I'm like, I'm not putting my number and, and get doing the uh, menu. Hand me the old school menu. And I'm not tech phobic. I am a tech. I am a techie. I love technology. I love, but I see where it's going. I see you know, where the, where the herd mentality is being, you know, is being guided. But again, it's going to be different for everyone. I'm not going to judge somebody that wants to do something one way or the other because it's more about what really, really resonates from you beyond beyond fear and what you're called to do in the moment. What are the circumstances? And I, I do see now why the guides 
cautioned me and said, you really can't tell someone to do this or that. It has to be what's right for them, what's right for their body, what's right for them intuitionally. You know, you really, and, and we're going to have to be, we're going to be put more and more on notice about that so that we're connecting more as our higher self. We're aligning to our higher self. We're living more from the soul. We're, instead of coming from wounding, we're, we're coming into our own leadership, our own ownership of our true sovereignty. But true sovereignty starts from within, right? All right. Yep. Drop the judgment. Keep discernment. Yes. Yes. Oh, Divine Mystic, come in. Yeah, call in. All right. We can get to a few callers, and we have Robert Wilkinson coming on. Hello. Welcome to the program. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi. What's your question? Um, Who is this, and what's your question? My name is Keisha. Um, I call in all the time and come on your YouTube. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> I just recently lost somebody that um, was close to me, and we, like, yeah. we were on, like, not the greatest terms after um, I left. He was an ex-boyfriend, so, you know, I had, like, a lot of hate towards him, even though I knew he was sick. I feel like it was just so much that happened that, I had, like, a lot of, like, hurt and from the situation when I left. And um, he just passed away a week ago. So I know a lot of times you always say people are not, like, when they ascend, they are not, like, hate. Like, they don't have that going on. We are the ones that, like, have all yeah. these thoughts in their head. Um, yes. But I'm just finding it hard to even, like, get it out of my head. <laughs> And yeah. I guess I just want to know, is he okay? Like, I don't know, like I just... He's okay. Like, He's smiling. Just real quick, he came no. in really quick. You've oh. got to forgive yourself. Cause, cause, having gone through it as, you know, my family, certain family members passing on, crossing over, and also as a bereavement counselor and shaman, I've seen this a lot. Um, you have to forgive yourself because the thing is, is they're, they, they don't, they're not holding on to it. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's about us. Yeah. So, yeah, just, yeah. And, and, and I always tell people, look, illness is not, it's not a hall path. It's not a path. You, if you have the kind of relationship you have with that person, if they didn't do great things, you know, um, or they're still, I mean, I had one family member that was still, like, just horrible to the last minute. And I just had to realize I made my peace. We came to understanding. But I didn't let the behavior slide. Just because somebody's ill, they, 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 you know, <laughs> that's just a condition. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I feel and like that's how he for was. you, yeah, I know. That's why I'm using this example for you. So you just yeah. have to, um, you know, you can pray, you can meditate, you can co- tune in to that person um but you were entitled to your feelings just because they're sick you, that doesn't mean you all of a sudden have to be nice if they're not yeah. being, you know what i'm saying so i feel like you just have to do that find what it means to you only you can do that type of inner work and processing and come to that self-love and compassionate point of view um that helps yeah. you move on and that's going to be part of your bereavement that's yeah. going to be part of I your just, path. 
sucks. And, like, after he left, I just always wonder, like, did he love me? Did he hate me when he left? So it was just so many thoughts that were going through my head. Honestly, what I see from him, I feel like he was in so he, – he loved you. There was a connection. But I don't feel he was so focused on you. I feel like towards the end, he was really about himself, his heel, and the body. He did have a lot of yeah. anger in general, too. So that, that's another thing. That, 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 he had a lot of anger to deal with. Um, but yeah. you can go on my website. There is a, I think it's on the Soul Path Support or Soul Support. There is a lot about processing loss, grief, what to do. Um, some a write up, a process on that on bereavement. That that could I think be very helpful for you. All right, Keisha, you take yes. care. Okay, big hug. Thank you so much. It made me feel really good. I feel like he's closer to me every day. So I oh, appreciate that. Oh, good. Okay. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle Sunray. Hey, Sunray. Hello, hello. Hi. It's so good to connect with you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You want to say uh, we have a great guest coming on, too. I know. I, know, I can't believe it. Very yes, familiar amazing. with Robert. I, oh, How my How are gosh. you? Oh, good. Uh, oh, yay. <laughs> Another thing we have in common. Uh, yes, yes, he's amazing. Oh, my gosh, yes. I, I feel like every time I've called, sometimes it's, Robert's been the special guest, uh, but I have a question for you. Yeah, <laughs> what are the chances? Um, okay. I know. Uh, right? So basically, uh, <laughs> I forget when the uh, when someone's Saturn return is, um, and I also just turned twenty eight on July twenty fifth. Okay, and could be in it. I, uh, right? Is it? I forget what what year specifically it is uh well it's different depending on the red like mine seemed to go on forever because it was retrograding so (laughs) in robert would be yeah it depends 20 what 27 years 27 and a half years so it depends on the um aspect but hold that thought and i think robert's in the queue he can address that more um in fact he has um, a great book also on that saturn spiritual master spiritual friend um hmm. but yeah my fur my saturn return was amazing i i i mean that's when i started channeling i mean there was a lot of different downloads my whole life changed i've been modeling and acting and all of a sudden these guides started visiting me and all this stuff started <laughs> so, um <laughs> they say a lot of times the first one you get your gifts so um a lot opens up. But, it, yeah, it's a great time, for, especially for what you're doing, Senray. It's a great time to really put down those roots and get to know that deeper part of you. And, you know, you're setting a, a new foundation, a lot of people say, for the next, you know, seven years. So it's a very mm-hmm. foundational time, mm-hmm. a very important time. Um, mm-hmm. But Robert's going to come on and let him t- share about this because he's, he's – um, Okay. I know he'll he'll put a a, a different spin and um, a, a deeper deeper light on it. Sound good? I, I'd love, yeah, I'd love to hear his thoughts. And should I ask him a question if we have more time, or because I'm also curious about what is seen for like what's the feeling for the next two years for you? Mm-hmm. 
my last like twenties because this would be the end of my twenties. <laughs> well, I feel for you, and again, I feel for you. Things are very foundational, and you're learning uh, perhaps to focus. There's something about your. I feel like this return is going to help you focus. And of course, if whatever house it's in, that's the area that that will be most highlighted, right? Um, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously different aspects. But to keep it simple, if you look at the house. But I do feel with you, it's about you're going to have to you're going to be making some choices. Saturn, especially the first Saturn, all of uh, well, the first and the the, the the third, but it seems to have a way of making one focus. Um, you know, it's called like you really start growing up. You know, mm-hmm. and the human part of it. So you may be making some decisions of where you're going, where you're living, how you're living, you know, some choices. But I also feel choices about your work and getting yourself out there more. So, you know, Saturn holds our feet mm-hmm. to the fire. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And as a Leo, I'm ready for it. That's, Thank you. Oh, as a Leo. Oh, well, good, good, good. Okay, take care. All right, Radio Soul Lights, if you didn't get your questions answered, um, I am here. I'll be here next week. Um, So you can call in. I want to get to our guest. I do see him in the queue. Uh, If you don't know who he is, many of you I know do, Um, we have with us Robert Wilkinson, um, author, futurist, and spiritual astrologer. Uh, Robert Wilkinson is also the creator and founder of AquariusPapers.com. He's the author of Saturn, Spiritual Master, Spiritual Friend, A New Look at Mercury Retrograde as well. Both really great books. Um, Let's bring him on. Hello, Robert. Welcome. Hello, Michelle and all of Ah! you people out there listening. This is fabulous. Of course, the questions naturally dovetail like every time into the presentation. And just... As an aside, I want to remind everybody that our nature is to be eternally loving, wise, and intelligent, and our job is to get our mind, our feelings, and our body all working on the same page so we can express the truth of our loving, wise intelligence. And I say that because when we talk about anything out there that can influence our mind or influence our feelings, that's only because we give power to the illusion. If we learn to get mm-hmm. what the Tibetan calls our glamour dispelling mechanism in shape, which I learned as our bullshit detector when I was younger, we can step back from the sales jobs and the speculations, the opinions, all of the chatter of undisciplined minds often not grounded in a spiritual reality because then we meditate so that we have a reference point to truth, to light, to the community that we all are together. We are all part of all that is. We each have a unique function within that whole. And That's why it's really important to realize that like in astrology, there's three water signs. Cancer is our personal feelings. Scorpio is our interpersonal feelings, you know, kind of the the dance that we do with other people. And Pisces is the feelings we all share together within collective consciousness. So part of coming out of fear and unknowing and uncertainty and ambivalence is simply to know 
what we're feeling and what we're picking up from the field. And there's nothing wrong mm. for feeling certain things as long as we remember that we don't have to always act on it because it's enough just to feel it, see? And this is part of the dance that we're doing right now with Jupiter and Saturn, which deals with the title of this talk, because we have two great big events going on right now. We have this massive global transfiguration energy going on via Jupiter. And then we have the big shakeup from Saturn that's going to lead to the emergence of brand new mutations from Cosmos beginning in October. Yes, collectively. Yes, personally. <laughs> this is, it, we are part of all that is. And so, see, Saturn itself is the structure, the actual return technically is right around 28, 29. We get a progressive lunar return at 27, which paves the way to the choices and changes we make from our free will in Saturn, during the Saturn return in 28 and 29. And as I explain in the book, I believe that the Saturn return actually begins when Saturn first enters the sign your Saturn is in. Like mine's 29 mm -hmm. Virgo, but I started feeling my Saturn return the minute it hit Virgo. It didn't even have to be anywhere near my Saturn, and I felt it. Because Saturn and Virgo in the field was resonating mm -hmm. with Saturn and Virgo in my hologram. And as I put in the book, the, the period before the actual contact is still your Saturn return. You're just kind of getting used to whatever it is that you are confronting. And it's not a, oh, I did that yesterday, I don't have to worry about it tomorrow, because Saturn is our ability to take responsibility for our choices and shape our responses accordingly. And it is our means to spiritual adulthood and out of ignorance, out of fear, out of control, out of victimization, which is why I wrote the book. Because so many people have those feelings and they don't understand that they have within themselves the power to break free of fear forever, to break free of controlling or being controlled forever, to step back from giving the illusion any power at all. Because it doesn't deserve any power, and it only has power because we buy into the illusion. If we refuse to buy into the illusion, whether it's somebody else's fear about this or that or the other thing, or speculations or opinions that aren't based in some kind of fact. And I also gave talks about this back in the early 90s, that this period was really going to be a conflict of civilization versus chaos those who are going to be socially responsible versus those who are socially selfish. And that's what's so important about this time is because if we speak of a rude awakening, I speak of an inevitable awakening because we're leaving an era of rampant selfishness. This is 200 years of Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions and Earth signs has just given way to a coming 200 years of Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions and air signs. We are collectively moving away from the material frames of reference of the 19th and 20th century and moving more into our common experience as a whole understanding in Aquarius in the 21st and 22nd centuries. And see, a lot of where the 
the I mean, this was inevitable. We had to because we have to come. We're leaving the age of Pisces with our blind belief in saviors and this and that. And we're having to move more into what I would call social responsibility in Aquarius, where we're moving from an era of what's in it for me to an era of when we all benefit, we each benefit. It's a whole different way of looking at matter, of reality, (laughs) of each other, of life. Because we can no longer afford the luxury of being dully materialistically separate. That, that is plowing over people. The more that they cling to the materiality of things, the less secure they feel because we're literally this is an awakening. And it's an inevitable awakening to our oneness within all that is. A lot of what we're going through, the conflict and the transition between the materialism of earth and the idealism of air began, we talked about this, back January, February, March of 2020, with all of those conjunctions in Capricorn culminating in the Mars-Saturn at 1 Aquarius, which was the same degree as the grand mutation of December 2020, launching a 20-year Aquarian era and a 200-year air era. So... That's the conflict, is the Capricorn trying to find an expression through Aquarius. And that's what we're seeing with a lot of the the old structures are resisting the fact of our common good, our commonality. So I think that, because see, this began last year, but there was a lot of conflict because of the squares last year, and we haven't really had any planetary oppositions except from the moon until just a few weeks ago. And now we're getting the oppositions from transiting Cancer planets to Pluto and Capricorn, transiting Leo planets to the Aquarius Saturn, transiting uh, Virgo planets to both uh, Jupiter and Neptune and Pisces, And then coming up, the transits in Scorpio are going to oppose Uranus. So this is really the first time that we've had these oppositions in a long time, and oppositions bring us awareness. That's how we awaken to our position within the whole. It's where we understand how we fit into the whole, because without the opposition, there is no awareness. There can be understanding, but without awareness. Because, you know, it's sort of the insular, oh, I get it, but it's untested in the world of the not-self. And we only come to awareness through interacting with the not-self part of reality. So we get feedback about, oh, okay, this is what happens when I do this. This is what happens when I say this. This doesn't work at all when I try to be this way with other people. And and we begin to reflect, we begin to mirror back to ourselves an understanding of how to grow in our own integrity within that interaction. So here it is. We have two major events going on. We got the Jupiter dancing around in the transfiguration zone of 29 and 30 Aquarius. 
This was where Mercury went stationary in early March 2020. Mars activated it in May of 2020. It sure does seem like that this is paralleling the fact that the entire world is having to deal with what I would term an intelligent virus. This is not a stupid virus. This doesn't just maintain what it is and then just sets there until we can figure out a cure. This thing is literally adapting to different populations, uh, different uh, structural weaknesses. It went from lungs to heart. Now it's hitting the young instead of the old. This is an intelligent mutation that's coming from the earth itself. And frankly, I think that the best thing we can do is just becoming, become as loving, wise, and intelligent as we can while being reasonably cautious in a time of widespread plague and death. And this is where it, you can't have a blind belief in this or that because not, okay, without getting distracted, I'm from the polio generation. Thank God for that vaccine. Thank God for the MMR vaccine or we would have millions of blind and dead children. So I'm not really against vaccines. However, I don't get flu shots because last year's flu shot may or may not work against this year's model, and I'd rather maintain health. I'd rather keep the power to maintain my health and my positivity and my meditations and my self-healing generated energies as part of the whole, because we can, we can draw from the electromagnetism of the earth herself, because we all live within the electromagnetic field of the sun. And we're all light, and the light particles, the somatids in our blood, are actually the determinants of our immunities. So all that stuff out there is less important than understanding what it takes for us to be healthy, whole, complete, and radiant within ourselves. Because Aquarius and Leo do this dance, everything that we're getting in the way of Aquarian lessons how it's expressed through the Leo in our chart absolutely determines whether or not we're functional or dysfunctional within that larger field. And what we have here, what we've just been through, we, we, Jupiter went through the transfiguration zone late April, early May. And then it went into Pisces where we got a dress rehearsal for 2022. And that's why since May we've all opened to a greater intuition a greater connection with the collective field, a greater empathic connect within that field and with each other. And now, just as we speak, Jupiter is slipping back into late Aquarius into the transfiguration zone. So now we're entering phase two of our graduation into a new realm of being. We're all breaking free of our chrysalis, just like a butterfly. We've all been transformed in a crucial way since May of 2020. And because of the retrograde review function, this is the perfect time for us to look back and see how we have transfigured our actions, our responses, our understanding in the face of the larger collective thing going on. And I do have an article on the Aquarius papers about Jupiter re-entering this, just like we've got uh, Mars leaving Leo and it's about to enter Virgo right now, which I also have an article on. 
and we have a superior conjunction going on at 10 Leo any minute now, and that's a transfiguration degree in and of itself, and it promises joy and heart strength at the end of an ordeal. And so while many people haven't really felt very strong, very playful, very enthusiastic, this superior conjunction will help everyone's heart to come forth. So this time of Leo is helping us bring our awareness to the surface of this larger group energy of Aquarius that we all have been introduced to and are moving into. We just had Venus and Mars in late Leo, and they created fingers of God, yods, with Neptune and Pluto, the outermost spiritual, you know, active transformational energies in the field. So we've just recently all gone through an expansion through sacrifice phase so that we could focus our spiritual heart energy. This will become more uh, a part of our lives in the second and third weeks of August when the Sun and Mercury form those yods. And so I think that then we get a September Mercury retrograde review of the entire theme of 2021, which is about the alternating use of hard power and soft power of mind and, and love and, you know, sort of the yin and the yang of existence. We've all been learning when to be yin and when to be yang. And then comes October and we get Jupiter and Saturn going direct. That's the final run toward our training to use spiritual power coupled with the emergence of new mutations from the cosmos. So we enter yeah. a period right now of like three months of some of the most dynamic transformation maybe in history. Wow. Last and day. we are getting these new blueprints, right? Anybody questions? Anybody have questions relative to this in the chat or online? Not personal. Well, we're uh-huh. building the structures. You know, the Capricorn yes. conjunctions built the structures, and we're still building the structures. But those structures can't serve a selfish purpose. The structures have to be adequate to represent us, our skills, our understanding, our wisdom within whatever group context we're functioning. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I mean. It's now, like that's we're all awakened to a group function. Yeah, and I think that's also why the guys will say, you know, you just have to trust your intuition just for that. It's very individual what's happening. I mean, there's, yeah, there's pods or collectives, um, but well, it is whatever. That's because group each of us, each of us has a unique song to sing within the cosmic yeah. choir. And we are mm-hmm. part of that. We, but the thing is, is our voice has to be trained. We can't sing in the choir if we're off key, out of tune, don't have the lung power, <laughs> can't exactly. figure out how to hit a note. And that's a lot of what we're doing here is, is volunteering for self-disciplines of self-realization, of training, so that we can contribute. Because the whole point here, besides, you know, getting our personality in shape to express our higher self, well, our higher self is here to serve. Because just as we've been loved, we are here to love. Just as we've been taught, we're here to teach. 
And that's why people just need to get over the idea that they're going anywhere. We're here to yeah. serve joyously, gladly, lovingly as we have been taught and served. We're yeah. part of all that is. We are part of the wisdom of the planet, the understanding of the planet. We're part of the love of the planet. Every one of us who shows love to the earth, shows love to the plants, shows love to the creatures, shows love to the invisible helpers, whether you deal with just the energy distribution of the earth itself or or the different angelic groups, this affirms our connection with the source of life, which is what powers this entire thing. And Mm -hmm. humanity is on the path of return. We're coming out of selfishness and separateness into realizing our oneness. And And that's that's the ascension. Well, it is, but the problem there, of course, is there's a whole lot of people that literally have no comprehension of that. No, I know. Yeah. And we, but we, but we at the forefront, like you said, we joyously. And I, let's go back to that, Robert, because I think that's so important right now because it, it's there's a lot of opportunity, but it is tough. And I almost feel like sometimes it, it's like going on a getting up early and going on a camping trip. And then, you know, parent or, you know, whoever comes in, the, the, whatever it is, the camp counselor or whatever, says, okay, we're going on that hike now. And you're like, 4 a.m.? I mean, mind you, when I was in the ashram and you had to get up at 4 a.m. to meditate. You know, I was like, 4 a.m.? It's cold. It's chilly, you know. I think a lot of us are kind of getting our little bones going creaky, you know, like, oh, i got to show up now. I, I really got to. I got to step into this. You know, I got to well, step into this. I always I believe that the test of one's awareness isn't when we're meditating, it's when we're confronted with something totally unexpected that is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It puts yeah. us in a position where we must put our teaching to the test. And That's as far as now. life being a drag, well, as I tell people, never complain that the lords of karma think so highly of you that they've sent you a lot of stuff to clean up fast. Because then you can replace the old incompetence, fear, whatever you want to call it. You can replace it with consciously chosen thoughts, emotional identifications and responses, and material actions. You, this whole life literally furthers the experiment of expanding our consciousness and being more perfectly functioning in the world of the five senses and the mind. Because the point and is... And that's where we are, aren't we? we? That's where we are. We have to do... It's not, it's not going to magically happen. And I think a lot of people thought that, you know, it's like, no, we're in it now. Like you're saying, we've been building. We're in the building phase. But we're also learning how to use the new materials, you know, how to show up differently. You know, the blueprints are changing, but, we, you know, we have to show up. People have to show up. Uh, exactly. And remember, the cosmic time is not human time. You know, we're yeah. trained to measure things in terms of days and weeks and months. Cosmic time measures it in terms of centuries and millennia. So when it comes to the transition from an old age like Pisces to Aquarius, which we probably will slip over the threshold some point after 2050, but the point is, is if you got, 
at least say a tenth of a sign leaving and a tenth of a sign uh, entering, that's 400 years of transition. So, of course, there's going to be some gear jamming and some friction because right now those of us that have been more future-oriented and just in terms of a greater vision of a more peaceful world, of a more cooperative world, of a more synergistically viable world, because right now the, the, uh, the exploitation and destruction is simply unsustainable. It's impossible. And some of us have known this for 50 years. But now yeah. we've hit fail-safe in terms of the temperature, in terms of everything. And I talked about the water wars coming back in the 90s. I said it's really going to come down to, you know, we're going to have to rewrite all the water compacts in the western United States, probably around 2020. Well, here it is, 2021, and they're talking about rewriting the water compacts. Because it was on the wall in the 90s. You could see that we had already just about passed fail-safe. So then you say, well, what can we do? Well, first of all, we don't give in to fear. Second of all, we don't give yeah. into illusions and delusions, and we don't get attached to believing this or that or the other thing or avoid looking at this or that or the other thing. And above all else, because the mind's inherent duality creates a certain pessimism because it can never know. It can only evaluate and compare and contrast. Only the heart knows. The mind can never know. So it gets very pessimistic because it's the hamster mind that they speak of in the East, you know, the monkey mind. It runs around in circles, but it can't ever really know because it never really experiences. It only evaluates and perceives. So given the pessimism of the mind, and that's one of the fundamental afflictions, according to the Buddhists, that's why we have the supreme power of being able to generate goodwill and positivity in any given moment. And that doesn't mean being a Pollyanna. That means, what can I do about this? Exactly. Good point. Now, Robert, I want to address something that someone said in the chat. They might have left, but maybe someone, this will help someone. Um, I'm totally clueless about these depopulation, population vaccines and the whole COVID hoax. No, I'm not clueless. I know what's been going on. I know the agenda. I've known it for many years. But it's very nonproductive to get in fights about to vaccinate or not vaccinate. I'd rather look at individual rights or people connecting to their intuition or what's right for them, bigger picture. Because getting into that is like getting into is the red person good or the blue person or the conservative or the liberal. or that's all, That is all distraction from the bigger picture of where we're going. So, yeah, I don't, I don't focus on that because that's somebody's free will determination or up to them and their medical well, but, medical but At the same time, we, we have to remember we are not an island. One person can kill a million people. Now, and that's the truth. Now, and I don't want to get into that because I don't, you know, uh, don't want so to so get So we have yeah. to be responsible, and everything in life is a risk versus reward computation, everything. There's no thing in the world that doesn't involve some degree of risk for some degree of reward, whether it's getting an education or going out to the store. doesn't matter. 
the fact is is that I've lived as long as I've lived by being aware that if the reward is not worth the risk, don't take the risk. It's that simple. It doesn't yeah. require anything more than a certain healthy amount of enlightened self-interest to decide maybe I shouldn't walk down the Venice Ocean front walk with those people right there because I might get accosted. You see what I mean? It's, you don't do that. You, you go your own way and you do what you have to do knowing, knowing that ultimately each is the dispenser of glory or gloom unto themselves. Each is their own absolute lawgiver. And these are words that are ancient beyond time. We are yeah. all our own lawgiver. Yeah. And that's a tough thing for many people to accept because they want to believe that they've been victimized by this or that or the other thing. When in fact, there are very few victims in this world. Mostly we volunteer for what happens and we have to live with the consequences. Saturn represents understanding. Uranus represents wisdom. And it's the dance between Saturn and Uranus in our charts that teaches us that edge of where, you might say, our understanding becomes our wisdom and our wisdom is able to be translated into an understanding. The rest mm-hmm. of it... Now, Robert, you, know, you, you mentioned the... Yeah, I want to go back a bit. You mentioned the yods. What do you... Um, what do you feel the focus is on the, on the collective and how can people more in, individually align to that energy? Heart. Sacrifice whatever okay. it takes that's blocking your heart's expression, that's blocking your creativity, that's blocking your love, that's blocking your radiance. We, that's some of what has been going on since last December because we had – very powerful eclipse last December in Sagittarius, which has been removing all that would block our happiness since then. So some people complain about what they've lost. All that I can say is then that probably in some way was blocking your happiness or your spontaneity or your ability to find a way, be a happier human being. That's the good of eclipses. They take away stuff we don't need anymore. They're cosmic recyclers. We talked about that the last time because we had eclipses in Gemini this year. That we just That's why a lot of old ideas are being shut down right now. Opinions that run in circles that don't go anywhere. All that's going out the window on the basis of the new information we're getting about everything. And this is a time of new information. It's a time where I think we're going to be refining our expression as things go through Virgo because, see, like, we have Mars in Virgo August in the first half of September. Mars is in Libra from mid-September through October. Mars is in Scorpio November through mid-December. So for the rest of this year, wherever we have Virgo, Libra, and Scorpio, that's going to be the focus of agitation or attacking the problems of life or our need to address things. Because wherever Mars is, that's where we're either being annoyed or having to do do our work. Whereas mm-hmm. with Jupiter, this is where we're undergoing our transfiguration. Wherever we have late Aquarius in our charts, that is playing itself out, not just in that house, but also the houses where we have Sagittarius and Pisces. 
because and this is big and we're not even this is just phase two we got phase three coming in november december yeah where we have to take the the first opening and and then now we're getting this new look at it and then we've got to move forward again because the theme of the october uh jupiter saturn going direct the jupiter is about getting in training to pick up and deliver spiritual power by November, December. With Saturn, it goes stationary direct on the child born out of the cosmic egg, which is the emergence of new mutations from all that is not yet realized. It's not born of a local condition. It's not born of anything. So people that want things to make sense, forget about it. This We're going to see the emergence of stuff that is totally new. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's a cosmic perspective. It's not a local or a traditional or a narrow perspective. And that's one of the things we're working with right now at this superior conjunction of Mercury and the Sun on August 1st at 10 degrees of Leo. It's exactly opposed Saturn. This is why I believe oppositions are some of the best things you could ever want because you become aware. You understand the balance between how is your light, sun, expressing itself through Saturn structure? Or how is your dharma, how is your your ultimate responsibility to yourself and your world and your God expressing itself through the light of Leo? That's what a sun-Saturn opposition is. Add Mercury, speeding up, direct motion, cranking it out. And the Sun and Mercury are, in fact, both trying Chiron, which is the healer and the mentor. Chiron was a great mentor teacher. So what we now have is heart fire, the light of the heart fire with divine mind, bringing it all forward in harmonious energy to the healer mentor in the sign of electric fire which is helping us all come to an understanding of a new identity that is somehow being stirred up. This is where we can't afford to be impatient. It takes a while for things to develop. Same thing, we're not going to see the full Aquarian era made manifest for probably another you know, 40 years of transition. And then, even in the last part of the century, when all things converge on Aquarian age energy, we're still going to have a lot of people that were born in the age of Pisces, who were educated in the age of Pisces, who still have that Piscean duality of belief versus doubt, which is what plagues the entire world. It's why they search for saviors in the political world, in the economic world, in the medical yeah. world. You name it, they're looking for saviors. And that's yeah, dying. That we're, all, we're, we're getting a bigger picture now. Yeah, for sure. And it's connecting to that our own inner authority, you know. Tammy saying so much food for thought and to feel into. Yes, just listening, lots to take in. Ah, well, Dee Dee yeah. saying, "I'm just doing the headlights." Michelle can't yeah, think yeah. of a question. <laughs> yes, I think too. That's why I mean, certain things I don't publish in the broad public because I think now people are as things. In the, or in the more in the process, as they unfold more, I think people are going to be able to digest um, more information and have the way to to digest it and integrate it and come to their own understanding. 
I mean, we're coming out of, uh, you know, a society of well, Piscean, not making our own choices, the guru, the authority, everything right. external right. to us. You know, and, and what right. do you think, Robert? What is a good thing for pe- for people to? You talk about these oppositions to become more aware of that and to kind of start using that that muscle, you know, that may have either atrophied or not been fully grown of becoming their own inner authority, connecting to their own inner knowing. That's why, again, I wrote the Saturn book, because that's the one thing within us that guarantees our road to mastering life, whatever that might look like. Mm -hmm. We must do that. Because as a function of our evolutionary necessity, we have to leave the idea of the the comfortable mommy, daddy, God belief lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. One of my things is I don't think anything great was ever created in comfort except maybe a few John Lennon songs. But other than that, it's in the striving that we turn the cosmic yeah. prayer wheel, we overcome the inertia, we break through. And, and it, the point is that in our scheme of things, this, this whole impermanent scheme of things, that which does not grow dies. So we keep yeah. growing unless we want to die. Yeah. And, and we can physically, emotionally, mentally, if we don't grow emotionally, we die. If we don't grow mentally, we die. We, we wind up with Alzheimer's because we just we never bothered to build the neural networks that we would need once the old neural networks began to shut down for whatever reason. Because we can always reprogram the neural pathways of our brain right. to open our consciousness via other centers and it doesn't cost anything nobody can sell it to us we can't buy it from anyone because our consciousness is our consciousness either either we open to the joy of learning to be more aware even if it's uncomfortable look i once had a great friend who told me he'd rather be disillusioned than illusioned And that line always stuck with me because so many people are stuck in a comfortable illusion, a comfortable assumption. They want to believe this, and then they go look for confirmation bias to support that without ever examining the unexamined things about it. And it's just like there's this big thing going on, I think, about shadow material. You know, it's become very fashionable to talk about shadow material and all this stuff. But yet I have a meditation at the end of every full moon that makes it very clear shadows are created when light hits a dense object. (laughs) That's how a shadow. If you've got an internal shadow, it's because you're aware that the light is hitting something dense. And it created Mm -hmm. that shadow. And there's two ways to dispel that shadow. One is to illuminate the object from multiple light sources, just like we do in television production. This is where I learned this, is that you literally do three-point lighting and it takes away all the shadows on the person's face on the soundstage. So if you light up the object from enough angles, which in our case is if there's something creating shadow material, like every time I think about that I go into fear and I have to justify this and that and the other thing, don't do that. Just try to look at it from different angles. 
light it up, take a look at it from various means, not just one means, various little tiny angles, but a big, broad, wide angle of things, a key light, a fill light, a backlight. You need all of that to provide perspective and depth. Now, the other way to dispel our internal shadows is become translucent because the less dense we are, the less of a shadow there will be. So we really have two ways of attacking the problems of personality. One is to light the thing up, stop avoiding taking a hard look at what needs to be looked at. You know, light it up. You use whatever is your light source, your illumination, your, your enlightenment, your path, your training, whatever is your wisdom. Don't be afraid to look at what needs to be looked at, but instead light it up without any preconceptions. That's one mm, way to like deal that. with it. Yeah. You know, and again, it does involve a certain amount of judgment because you have to say, no, that's a part of me that's avoiding looking at something, and I really need to look at it, so I'm going to look at it. And what does that entail? Okay, I'm going to read up about it, but I'm also going to ask some people who I respect and love for their wisdom to tell me about that part of me. And, of course, everybody's afraid of being judged. Everybody's yeah. afraid of being vulnerable, and yet – only ego feels vulnerable because we are loving, wise intelligence. We never feel shame or fear or that other stuff. Once we identify with who we really are, a lot of that the dense parts of our personality just naturally, I, I would say, uh, become less dense. We, we breathe easier around certain things. You know, kind of like when we're kids and and you know uh, the opposite. Somebody from the opposite sex says something unkind to us, and God, we freak out and we go cry, and we, you know, that's it. We're crushed forever. And then four months later, somebody else comes along, and all that's forgotten. And that's kind of ego. It, it kind of wants to say, oh, I'm feeling this, and I'm thinking this, and ain't it awful, and and all this other stuff. When in fact, we're not that which suffers. We've never suffered. Our mind has suffered. Our feelings have suffered. Our body has certainly suffered because life is painful. But again, as Ram Dass put it, the trick about life is to break the link between pain and suffering. Because we understand that just the whole process of fire by friction in our lives, that, that creates our awareness, it creates our interactions, but it's also friction. <laughs> it, it yeah. Sometimes it Shining the diamond and the philosopher's stone, it takes... Yeah, cutting that diamond, polishing that diamond, the grinding heat. (laughs) And and nobody wants grinding heat, but yet if you really do go into the underworld of your own self and you really face it and you accept it, you come out golden. You come out purified Mm -hmm. because all that that was is a journey into a very dark place so that you could get over your fear. So that you could remember who you really are. You can never die. You can never be destroyed. You can never be humiliated. You Really, you are never afraid. Your, your mind mm. is afraid and it triggers your feelings because the mind, oh, my God, what does this mean? You know, And then the, you know, every, everything kicks in and the adrenals kick in and everybody starts freaking out whether or not they're going to like it or not like it or be liked or not liked. And, and they, they go into that whole uh, pleasure-pain duality 
because look, we chase pleasure, and too much of it leads us to pain. <laughs> and too much pain leads us to want to get out of it and go find something else that's pleasurable. That seems to be our lot on this earth. So it's, I think it's just best to have a bit of a sense of humor and perspective that we're all just going through this. Again, as we've talked before, we're all wounded. I believe that there are, in fact, seven sacred wounds. We all have one sacred wound, and, and that's what we have to learn to transmute so we can come to the heart of compassion. Uh, nobody but maybe Christ has all seven sacred wounds because you couldn't live. It would just be too much for, for the human being. Some of us do have more than one, and it helps us function in multiple worlds. Those of us who find ourselves walking in multiple worlds, guaranteed you have multiple tasks. You have developed along multiple lines because it's always good when you're learning the piano to be able to play on both, you know, the, the light ones and the dark ones. You know, you got to learn to play both. You've got to learn to play in all the keys if you're going to learn to play guitar. You can't. You can't just stay in one key. And so that's life. And it, when bad things happen, and I've had more than a belly full of it in my life, that's how I've come mm. to be who I am. That's how I've come to yeah. be aware. It's why I can stand fearless in anyone's hell. It's why I can be very loving in the face of rude behavior. And And that's we're all coming to that place of identifying with our true self, being able to detach a little bit, examine everything needs examining, cut through the illusions and generate positivity. That's why we're here. And it can't be phony because every time we try to do it in a phony way, we get slammed. Then we feel badly when, in fact, all that that is is a challenge for us to up our game. Up our game. Oh, I like and, that. Time to up our yeah. game. That's what we're... All right, well, Robert, this has been great. We're winding out uh, now. Um, Got to have you back for part two. This is really, really, especially preparing, I think, the fall month. I think there's going to be a lot of... Well, August brings a lot of movement. But decisions, I think, for a lot of people, big, big, well, big, again, big, big lifestyle. sacrifice, healing, adventure, let go, let God, be practical, do the adjustments. Try not to take it personally. A brand new wave launches in October. And by December, we're crashing into the other side of the transfiguration. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Love it, Robert. Oh, wow. Well, we'll talk great about to that next with you time. as always. Yeah, that sounds good. I love that. Yeah, that wave. We're going to ride that wave. All right, thank you, everyone in the chat. Everyone is just humming. Thank you, Michelle and Robert, callers, everyone. Thank you, Robert, so much insight, so enlightening. Uh, thank you, thank you. Thank all of you as well for being here. Thank you, Robert, once again. Namaste. All right, everyone, thanks for being here. Of course, that was Robert Wilkinson of AquariusPapers.com, author of Saturn, Spiritual Master, Spiritual Friend, um, as well as the book, A New Look at, Sat uh, at Mercury Retrograde. A New Look at Mercury Retrograde. I've got Saturn in my mind here. Saturn Retrograde. <laughs> well, it is retrograding. It is, it is retrograding. Um, okay, everyone, if you want to connect with me, you can at soulplayground.life, um, soul-centered living, 
also higher frequency heart meditation. You can find that in courses and classes. Um, connect with me on YouTube, Patreon, Instagram. Love for you to subscribe to my YouTube. Um, connect with me on Instagram or MentorCam. Those are the ways to do it. And for all things Awakenings, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, email questions that you want answered on air, please email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Really want to thank all of you for co-creating this with me. Um, I do appreciate each and every one of you. Um, Thank you all for those um, questions and comments in the chat and also those of you that called in. And hugs to everyone, whether you are listening now or in the archives. Um, As always, continue to shine your light, share your own insight, and keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.